This is the Ode and Offbeat podcast. Welcome to the 71st episode of the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. That is amazing. The 71st annual Odd and Offbeat Podcast. <laughs> we're almost up there with the Emmys. <laughs> Once we're over a year, which we are. Yeah, when is Every- annual, when does that term annual come into play? Like, it, could you be like, oh, it's my annual shower. Yeah, well, I get my it's- annual flu shot. Sometimes I skip uh, annual toothbrushing. Yeah. <laughs> Semi-annual toothbrushing. Uh, can you imagine being the, the guy who has to transcribe our podcast? And he's like, anal toothbrushing? <laughs> well, the man uh, who just said a very odd phrase, which probably has never been said before, is the ever-daffy Louis Fox. That's right. That's my favorite candy, the Daffy Taffy. Is it? Yeah. Is that a real actual thing? No, it's not. The it's da- Laffy the Taffy. Laffy Taffy. There you go. I'm surprised that they still make that. Taffy, just in general. Like, who do you know that eats taffy? People with no fillings. <laughs> I feel like you only eat taffy when you go to, like, a seafront town. Yeah, and that's saltwater taffy, ah. too. That's not even, like, well, What's not the that. difference between saltwater taffy and just regular taffy? Like, one's, like, $2 a square and one is 59 cents. <laughs> <laughs> so, what has been going on with you, man? How You were just in Phoenix, I believe? I was just in Phoenix. A bunch of magicians took me to a bar that used to be a department store. Oh, that's cool. They have a bunch of cool stuff. They have an elevator shaft that's got the glass floor. Oh, nice. So, you look down and you just see, like your death it's pretty awesome just there for viewing not for actual having a drink and sitting in the shaft i'm sure you could sit in the shaft and have a cocktail if you wanted sweet Uh, and then they took me to the basement which is haunted Uh they have a whole creepy doll setup of the last supper oh that's cool yeah nice it's super creepy and then you walk up and there's this one doll behind glass and you hit it at the right angle there's a tear coming out of it yeah but it's it's lit perfectly so you don't see the tear coming down the stairs and when you come back up, you see the tear. Why does it need a tear? It's sad because you're leaving. Or it's or it's really crying. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> it got left out of the Last Supper doll <laughs> yeah. painting. No, they're real dolls. It's not a painting. No, I know. Yeah. But... <laughs> oh, you just go down to the basement and look at a painting of dolls. <laughs> it's the worst creepy doll. So what's the name ever. of the bar? I don't remember. It started with an H. Okay. It's in Phoenix. Yeah. I like Phoenix, man. It's a good city. You were just someplace super cool. Uh, well, I don't know if I say super interesting. We Well, we were in the Bahamas, which I don't think is necessarily that interesting in particular. But the time, because it was right after Hurricane Dorian, we picked up 300 evacuees from Freeport. Nice. And which was, uh, yeah, it was fine. But I love. But the- then you're like, damn, this buffet line. <laughs> Well, they didn't let the <laughs> These people. These guys are hungry. <laughs> they didn't let the people go around the cruise. They like just isolated them in the theater. I felt like the ship itself had like this false sense of pride. They're like, we helped so many people. It's like you didn't really do anything. Like you, you just... just moved them from one place to another. <laughs> no, you just sat on a cruise ship, did the same thing you would have done otherwise. Oh, oh, oh! You mean the passengers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, not, not the actual like uh, employees, because I mean, they did some. They actually did things. Yeah, you know, they cooked like ten thousand meals. But 10,000 meals for 300 people? No, no, no. They dropped, so they dropped oh, 10,000 meals off. Okay, that's the, cool. And a bunch of other supplies, and then picked up, like, you know, kids and families and uh, elderly people that might need medical attention. When they got on, I was like, oh, what are they going to do in the theater? So I asked the production manager what they were going to do, and they said, well, 
sadly, it's the same time that we have a new cast. So the cast has to run their show <laughs> two or three times. So these people have to sit through two or three production shows. The, of the same production. Yes. <laughs> the rock legends is amazing. <laughs> They're like, geez, my house being crumbled and destroyed was not that bad compared to this. They're like, No more Rod Stewart, please. <laughs> They're like, people pay to see this? <laughs> they start giving notes. They're like, yeah, your ball change was horrible there. <laughs> I felt bad for them. Jeez, these people have been through so much. <laughs> and then they're like, this is the last test before the promised land. They have to go through this much more. Like, yeah, the hurricane wasn't so bad. <laughs> they're like, wait, we're on the cruise ship and we don't get to eat? Yeah. No, they, they fed them. But what was crazy is, you know, we picked them up in Freeport, which is on Grand Bahama, and then brought them to Nassau. And my room was on the side that they were getting off the ship. And so I went out to check it out. And the whole that whole side of the ship was packed with people taking pictures as they got off. They were applauding. Like, I was like, what the, What are they applauding for? They're like, like, they're leaving the ship. Now yeah, we can watch now them. We, now, now we, we can get out of here. Now we can watch them rehearse. <laughs> get them out of here. No, but it was like, I guess I equate it to like people clapping when like a, an injured athlete like gets up off the floor uh, or something. Like, you know, you're sort of like saying, hey, you did it. But yeah. it's like, I don't know if that's, you know, Everything they own are in these little suitcases that they brought with them. Like, I don't think that's like a, hey, we're proud of you. Yeah. Go get them on a different <laughs> island. Go get them, Tiger. Yeah. You get out there and you you start your life all over again. You go get a small business loan. You build it up from the ground. <laughs> we're going to sail away on this small floating city. <laughs> <laughs> hope you enjoyed hope you enjoyed the show yeah but i felt like it was very i was like oh man i feel like sh- like crap that these people are coming on and just seeing this sort of this gluttonous waste of wealth you know this, yeah you know, it's just like and they have nothing and then we bring them on a cruise ship whereas <laughs> like people are paying to like in a small cabin and now i wonder if there are any assholes on the ship that were like are they gonna clean the theater before we come in and watch well my show was that night right oh. so my show was the night after and so i went in my my tech rehearsal and they were like sorry you can't come in we have to bomb this whole whole theater oh really so they had to like you know sort of sterilize it all and i was like geez that's sort of odd based on the pictures i saw of the place i'm not gonna lick someone's arm yeah well would you lick someone's arm otherwise (laughs) (laughs) that seems it's a very horrible example (laughs) i've 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 licked a few arms in my day (laughs) (laughs) number one thing to do in grand bahama (laughs) Lick a Bahamian's arm. That's what I do. I go, I go, uh, where, where's the good, uh, crawfish? Craw, <laughs> can I lick your arm? <laughs> where's the good rum? And I want to chase it with some arm licking. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Bahamian shot. You lick the Bahamian <laughs> arm, you shoot the rum. It's the Bahamian body shot. <laughs> <laughs> and then you shoot a needle into your arm with some sort of, uh, penicillin. <laughs> then you watch a production show three times. <laughs> you sleep through one of them. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, it was an interesting experience. Uh, it was cool to be part of or just to see it happen. Yeah. Uh, to see that they're getting help. But yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate circumstances, but whatever, you know. Yeah. They cool. should have had you go in and do your show. I actually offered because I did two cruises and I said, hey, if we're if they're going to sit in the theater again, I, I'll come and do a show. Yeah. They're like, we, you know, they've seen, they've, they've gone suffered through enough. enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the story. Let's do it. All right.
Let's get to some weird news. This story comes from junkie.com. That's a news source more reliable than, than a... junkie.com. It's <laughs> a news source more reliable than the junkie down the street. <laughs> junkie for all your meth and heroin needs. You know, where to get clean needles, <laughs> how to cook the good meth. <laughs> have geocaching for dead you know? drops. <laughs> I don't know what this site is for exactly, but uh, I like how we didn't go to the homepage. We just went right to the link. Yeah. So it, this this story has been populated throughout the internet currently, and we it's right up our alley. So yes. we thought we talk about it, and it goes: a New Zealand man hired an emotional support clown to sit in on his redundancy meeting. So we had to Google redundancy. And basically, it's used for when you're no longer needed. Yeah. A redundancy meeting is not to go over what you talked about in other meetings. (laughs) We're just sticking this in. (laughs) Making it stick. So essentially, he's been... So like... When you're no longer needed. When you've been fired. Yeah. So New Zealand, it was... Australia had a redundancy meeting with New Zealand, and that's why it's out there. <laughs> well, that's how cool New Zealand is, right? They, like, just by what they call things, right? Like, in New Zealand, it's not getting fired. It's being redundant. It's not being laid off. It's called temporaried. It's not being a scandal. It's a temporary scuff. <laughs> it's not a lawsuit. It's a meeting about opinions. <laughs> it's, it's not a DUI. <laughs> it's Larry just trying to get home. <laughs> Sometimes life is just a great big joke, so why not send in the clowns? As first reported by the New Zealand Herald, a New Zealand man has hired an emotional support clown to accompany him while he was made redundant from his global ad agency job. I like all of a sudden that dog on the plane isn't so bad, is it? (laughs) When I'm sitting next to an emu on the Southwest flight, I'm cool with that. This is my emotional support lap clown. (laughs) He has to fit under the seat in front of you. (laughs) They have the emotional support clown relief area at the airport where he goes to the bathroom. To be clear, emotional support clown is not an official job title. This is not a role the circus denizen was accustomed to fulfilling. Copywriter and comedian Josh Thompson simply decided that on this difficult occasion, he would like a cheery fellow in a curly blue wig and ridiculously colorful suit to accompany him. And his now former employer was legally obliged to accommodate. That's one of those weird things where I wonder how quickly the laws change after this. Like, did he, was he the one that made it go? Thompson received the ominous summons to meet with the powers that be via email and was informed that he was allowed to bring someone to support him. Who else would, like, when you get that email, you're like, oh, I need to bring someone to support me at this meeting at work. Like, what other besides being redundant or fired... What news are they going to give you? Yeah, it is pretty clear. But what would be funny is if he brought the clown and they were like, oh, no, we just wanted to talk to you about this form that you sent the other day. <laughs> or they're like, <laughs> but the clown's super weird. I feel like we should look into something. You, you still have a job. We just have to legally inform you. Your chair is full of asbestos. <laughs> I don't think they would change it. I mean, I imagine they can't legally be pissed off that he decided to bring a clown as a thing that supports him. Yeah, I'd bring my emotional support hitman. Just some, some <laughs> Negan from The Walking Dead. Just stand there with his barbed wire bat. <laughs> I was working because I had a job back then and I got an email and the email said, Hi Josh, we'd like to meet with you to discuss some matters in regards to your role, Thompson told the BBC. You are now playing the part of The Rock in Jumanji 3. <laughs> 
Basically, I sensed that this was going to be a redundancy, so I thought I might as well try to make the best out of the situation. I would have brought an emotional support slam poet. Yeah, right? Or stripper. <laughs> the meeting only recently came to international attention, but took place on August 20th. Thompson paid New Zealand $200, around $185 in real money. Oh, those junkies, they, they, they know what's up. Hire... They're like, that, that's eight bumps? <laughs> To hire Joe the Clown, a.k.a. Joseph Brosnahan, as his stalwart but temporary companion on this fateful day. Joe the Clown. That's an interesting clown name. <laughs> so, that sounds like the clown that, that goes to jail. <laughs> well, first of all, $185 is, I feel like, an expensive clown. He had him all day, though. He's like, listen, the firing is only going to take 10 minutes. Yeah. Can we go like, go to the mall and like recoup some of this money? He, if I hired him for all day, we'd be hanging out all day. <laughs> be doing shots with Joe the Clown. Yeah, well, why Joe the Clown? I mean, that's a pretty lazy clown name. Was Joseph the Clown already taken? Yeah, or Joey. Well, so clowns are called Joeys. <laughs> oh, are they really? Yeah. I would love that who he decided on. All right. He's what... going through files of clowns. Like, all right. Arthur. What, what cl this clown does birthdays. This clown does bar mitzvahs. I need a clown that prevents stress attacks. <laughs> I need a, like the, the clown you squeeze <laughs> to reduce stress. Bunko, I'm having a freak out. What should I do? How about an elephant balloon animal? <laughs> You want to get drunk? I can make a pink elephant. <laughs> I thought it sounded really funny, so I was like, yeah, why not? That should be a bit of a laugh, said Joe the Clown. The entertainer made balloon animals during the meeting, a unicorn and a poodle, though was asked to stop a few times due to their squeaking. I'd be like, hey, I'm doing my job. You do your job. <laughs> <laughs> he also nodded solemnly while Thompson's superiors delivered the bad news and mimed crying as they dealt with the paperwork. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Can, he, he brings out his giant crayon to sign it. <laughs> Joe the Clown, can you mime flipping them off? Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, the others in the meeting saw the funny side of it, remaining relatively unfazed and professional despite being a bit surprised. Though even if they objected, it wasn't like they could fire Thompson more. That's true. But I think what he just did with all this press, being an ad copywriter, he just proved that they made a bad choice. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to know why he's being fired. Yeah. Right? They're like, you know, all those articles, those Alba ad copy about clowns you write? <laughs> you keep squirting people in the face with your flower, man. <laughs> you keep screaming in the office. Why so serious? <laughs> it's freaking people out. Your pants keep falling down. <laughs> I mean, I did get fired, but apart from that, it was all smooth running, said Thompson to News Hub. Happily, Thompson has already found a new job. He starts this week after a brief holiday in Australia. So what do you think about bringing the emotional support clown? I think bringing it got him enough publicity that probably got people interested, and he already found a new job. And I mean, that's a couple weeks. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I think it's hilarious. I think it's thinking outside the box. I think I would hire this guy after reading this article. Now, what scenarios would you just hire a clown for, like... To, I mean, Never. we're not we're not in regular business, but like if you have the meeting with like like you're getting your roof done and the inspectors comes over, would you have the clown? No, I would never hire a clown, not even for a kid's birthday party. <laughs> not even for your. I do back not trust those guys at all. Not even for your backyard circus. No, not not at all. Like clowns, uh, I would get a dunk tank clown. You know, a guy who like insults people. That's yep. one I might hire. Yeah, but that's about it, man. I don't think I'd hire a clown for anything else. Now, you wanted to get exotic animals for your yard. You wouldn't get the clown to follow them around and scoop their poop? No. 
No? No. I get someone off junkie.com. <laughs> <laughs> I would get the clown, like, maid service. Oh, yeah? They just break all your stuff, and they go, whoops! Oh, yeah. What do you think about this story? I like it. I like that someone took a bad situation and made it a great situation for yeah. them, especially in his line of work. Yeah. And I do like that if someone's hiring uh, someone who's following their passion of being a birthday party clown. <laughs> I think it's awesome, man. And, and, you know, why not make these people have to like, if they're going to have to deliver bad news, why not make it something that makes it difficult for them or something that they'll remember? You know what I would hire? I just worked with an act that was a sexy clown. Uh-huh. I would hire that for my emotional support. <laughs> the clown stripper. <laughs> then they're like, you're definitely getting fired. We're never leaving a letter. But of you hired. <laughs> you step right in. Can we pay you in ones? <laughs> Cash only. <laughs> uh, I like this story. And uh, yeah, good on this guy for uh, making the best out of a crappy situation. Yeah. And now he's got international attention. Absolutely. And now I'm going to start using the term redundancy for people getting fired. Correctly. Yes. <laughs> All right. I All like right. it. And now. It's time for Strange Stories from the Time Capsule with Dr. Henry. There's a giant mushroom in Oregon's Malheur National Forest with a root system that covers over 2,200 acres, making it the largest living organism in the world. Weird News Stories Pod Duh. This story comes from TheVerge.com. That's a news source more reliable than watching a 4K movie on a 12-inch tube TV. Oh, because you can't do it. It's impossible. It, it does not have the proper capabilities. Correct. The TV will explode. It's, <laughs> it's how you make a dirty bomb nowadays. It's in the Al-Qaeda manual. <laughs> That's how ISIS is doing it. You'll get on a plane. They'll be like, is that a tube TV and a 4K DVD player? The story goes... Person wearing TV torments Virginia town by leaving TVs on porches. So here's the synopsis of the whole, whole article. It's like Jaws, but with TVs. Kinda, yeah. They have a video of the of a, a man walking up on a porch and leaving. It's very sexist of man. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's a person. Uh, yeah, a person wearing La- a ladies. TV ladies can do illegal dumping as well. <laughs> they don't like to admit it, and it smells flowery still, but they can dump. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, it's a person wearing a TV on their head and walking up on porches and just setting down a TV gently and yep. walking away. Yeah. What I was amazed at is like, how do they see? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. That's... It's like, it's a dark screen. It's not like it's easy to see through. So we're jumping ahead. We'll, we'll start with things are getting weird in Henrico County, Virginia. Real weird. Which is a very amazing statement if you think about it, because Virginia is generally super weird. I've been to Virginia, yes. I was born in Virginia. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) It seems many residents have been visited by a strange person wearing a television set on their head 
who has been leaving vintage TVs on their porches since Sunday. Wow. I'm, there's not like neighborhood block watches out there. There's not that George Zimmerman's not out guarding the neighborhood with a pistol. Well, I would wonder if there's no damage done. I would wonder if this person's doing an act of kindness. Maybe they like put like the money in the banana stand. Maybe they put money inside of these vintage uh, TVs. Or drugs. Yeah, right? Clues. Oh, it's a giant scavenger Oh, that would hunt. be amazing, right? To a million dollars. This is the Wonka golden tickets inside. At least 60 people have been subjected to the bizarre antics, which witnesses say are being done by a guy. See, uh, not just me. Dressed in a jumpsuit with a TV Come on, The Verge. You seem more progressive than that. It's the weirdest thing. He... Squats down, puts the TV there, and walks off. It's really weird, resident Adrian Garner told Richmond Station WWBT. Um, yeah, so it is. you are right that they're jumping to it, that it is a man yep. doing it. <laughs> he does have quite the package. <laughs> and it's a vintage package. <laughs> yeah. My first reaction was... The 12-inch vintage package. <laughs> my, my first... That's how you could tell. With the dial, the dials on the side. My first reaction was, did we order this? Not an Amazon box. It was just kind of strange. I would love for this to be an Amazon delivery method, right? Oh, yeah. Like, we skipped over drones and went right to cyborgs. We, we just went to dudes dressed in robot costumes. Dudes dressed as whatever you ordered. Uh, yeah, I ordered TP. It's this giant TP dude. Yeah, but I would love in the Amazon Dropbox. How would you like to be this to be delivered? By Loch Ness Monster, Sasquatch. <laughs> what mythical TV man? Oh, that sounds cool. TV guy. Jim. I ordered the TV guide. Uh, Jim Brooksbank, who found an old tube-style 13-inch TV on his porch, finds the prank sort of funny, but can't imagine, can't figure out the purpose. But a solid prank has no purpose. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, oh, I lit this bag of poopa on fire on your doorstep to illustrate the uh, my opposition of the annex of Crimea. Yeah, no, you're right. It's just something silly, and maybe it's some sort of performative art that they're trying to put together. We used to rearrange people's wood piles into, like, crop circle stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I wonder how many people, like, go out to get there with, like, whoa, something, something's happened. What happened, man? Yeah. I can't think of any technology or political point that would be valid here. It's just a senseless prank, he told local station WTVR-TV. There is a video and a news story that goes along with it. And essentially, all the police officers come out and pick up the TV. So it's all in one neighborhood. Yeah, it's all evidence. And so the police come out, they pick him up. Maybe I bet this guy's a TV repair. This person is a TV repairman uh, has to, has to get rid of these TVs instead of just tossing. That's them. the first place I would look would be the TV repair shop goes and puts it on people's porches. Cause he knows the police are going to pick it up. Yeah. I mean, I wonder how many towns over you went to buy all these TVs. Yeah. I, yeah. Or was it like a local hoarder that cleaned out their house? Maybe. Well, in the story, it says it happened. We're going to get into this later, but it says it happened last August also. So uh, it's uh, maybe it takes him a year to collect that amount. That's just when your TV's mature. Yeah. Lieutenant Matt Pekka of the Henrico Police Department said more than one person is doing the TV porch dumps. Oh. oh. Multiple. When we used to do pranks, our porch dumps were something entirely different. <laughs> he said officers picked up most of the TVs already so the citizens wouldn't have to waste time or money dropping off the orphaned TVs at the dump. Uh, you orphaned. can't dump them. Like, you can't take them to the dump because they have lead in them. 
Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, if you have a TV, it has to go to Maybe the Maybe that's why he's doing it. Uh, Maybe that's – I mean, that's the smart. Like, cost money to just drop stuff off at the dump. Yep. They won't take the lead. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Although no crime has been committed, police are urging anyone who spots suspicious activity to call Henrico Police at – and it gives a yeah. number. I would think it should be a crime to leave – Old TVs on my porch. Well, I think uh, that's what I'm amazed at is that they say no crime was committed, but apparently you can just dump crap on people's porches and it's all good. Yeah. No crime at all. I'm doing that to my white trash neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I wasn't a fan of the National Geographic and your daughter being dropped off (laughs) on my porch. This is the second time Henrico has been tormented with TVs, according to WTVR TV. Late... uh, Last August, more than 20 TVs were left on the porches of Enrico Homes, but it is unknown whether it is connected to the current perpetrators, according to the Richmond Times Dispatch. This could be a copycat. <laughs> we're always worried about like the copycat <laughs> shooter. No, it's the copycat TV monitor. Maybe it's Banksy, dude. How awesome would that be? Oh, it's going to be on a site. Right? And like, I bet there's got to be something inside of the TVs. You got to open them up and check them out. Yeah, you got to get full on like TV crime show on this. Yeah, like I would pull it apart and see like what is going on. You need to get here? that clear whiteboard that you start writing on. Yeah. And look at it from both sides. Start connecting TVs with yarn. Yeah. All right. We've crossed off the Costco's TV salesman. <laughs> we crossed off, crossed off TV Larry. <laughs> You cross up the dude who installs the direct TVs <laughs> satellites. And we're looking at TV repairmans and uh, thrift shop owners. Yeah. That's, pawn that's... shop owners. Oh. But they're all vintage. Like, no one's dropping off vintage Because I bet what happened if you're a pawn shop owner is you had a bunch of these, and then we've made the conversion oh, to flat screen. Yeah. So you have a warehouse full of them. I would that... imagine. That you took a bath on. I would just uh, donate it to one of those smash rooms and yeah. people smash the crap out of them. I think I might have talked about this on the smash room episode, but we had an old TV, and so we went up a fire escape and threw it off. Uh-huh. It was fun. Well, here's the thing with like late night vandalism. It takes a lot of effort. Oh, it's, it's plan- it takes a lot of drinking like, and a lot of planning. Well, that's the thing. When I was a kid and like doing late night vandalism all the time, it was like, all right, I got to stay up. I got to like I gotta wear take all a... black. I got to ride my bike down to this But thing. I got to put on like a colorful sweater over the bike that I, I can ditch so yeah. that no one thinks I'm up to no it's good. Just the sleeping thing is the hard <laughs> one. And so it's like to plan out your route of, to drop off 60 TVs, let alone get a TV that you can see through. And it's just like that's a, that's a commitment. Yeah. So like, I applaud that. I Yes, I enjoy it. I think it's because the way he interacts with like the video cameras – he waves at him. I think it's performance art. It looks like he's targeting places that have like the ring doorbell or the yeah. camera or something. I keep saying he, so. I think it's, it's performance art. Yeah, I think so also. I think it's just interesting. It's like, because it is a little creepy. Like you watch the video. It's like he's very, he's moving slow. I mean, I'm creeped out when the mailman comes and delivers mail and I see it through my video. I'm like, what's he doing on my porch? Yeah, but he's not all. Like, get out of my mailbox. He is dropping stuff off, but he is like not walking slowly. Like if this guy was walking down the street, I'd be like, what's up, man? What's, what's your story? Yeah. I'd do a selfie with this guy. Yeah, I totally would. Yeah. Yeah, you would hire him for the fair we're working at. He could walk down. Can you imagine like just this, like you see this ring door, you look out at your street out in front of you and it's just like this slow person walking like zombie walk with the the TV TV head. (laughs) You'd have questions. Yeah, that's why it's got to be late night. This is late, late night. Yeah. Because no one's up to answer the ring. It is a little creepy, but it is interesting at the same time. I think it's always just scary when knowing that people were in or around your house late at night yeah while you were there yeah that's why people might be freaked out should we post this video i feel like we should kind of post this video yeah we definitely will all right we'll post a video so that you can see 
the magnificence of the TV person. Person. Yes. And maybe it's not. Maybe it's just a robot. Oh, Who knows? yeah. Why? Maybe that's very personist of me. Like they couldn't get the head right, so they're like, it's humanist now? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe it's an alien. Oh. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> I've jumped to all sorts of conclusions. Now I'm trying to take it back. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. But we'll post it. It is pretty interesting. I like it. It's the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. All right. Well, that's it for today, folks. want to thank you so much for listening. If you want to check out more on what we do, you can do that at oddandoffbeat.com. You can also follow us on all the social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Barely Twitter, though. Yeah, we're also on Patreon, which is a site that you can donate some of your hard-earned finances to this lovely podcast program. Yep, you can keep the uh, our island afloat. Yes, you can. And we will donate two cents to every dollar to Bahamian refugees. I don't know. I don't know. To, to evacuees. You know we're not going to do that, though. Okay, we won't. Okay. <laughs> That's right. a lot of bookkeeping. <laughs> Write write it off on your taxes. The IRS is like, you donated nine cents to evacuees. Yeah, I have a bleeding heart. Yeah. So where can the fine people see the Louis Fox show this week? Uh, This week, I'm going to be kicking it at a tiny house. I wanted a charity auction. It's going to be pretty sweet. You won the tiny house itself or you won like a couple nights? No, two nights. A couple nights. Okay. But it's parked in the driveway next to my brother's house. (laughs) Nice. So I'll be hanging out there. It's a good time. So do you go and like throw cans of beer over over, the fence? fence. Oh, yeah. I I pee into his yard. (laughs) And then if the owner's like, keep it down, you're going to upset the neighbors. Does he come hang out with you? Yeah, yeah. He comes and kicks it. Get on. You yell at him. Get off my lawn. (laughs) Get off my tiny house's driveway. (laughs) And then the 29th, I'm actually hitting a bucket list item of mine. Which is? Ever since I was a teenager and learned that the Space Needle here in Seattle has a fire escape, Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to go up or down it. Uh And there's a fundraiser called Base to Space that raises money for, I think, leukemia. I don't care what they raise money for. Uh, But you get to take the fire escape up. So you get to walk up the or fire run escape. up the fire escape. So yeah. how 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 many stairs or how tall? It's like eight hundred and seventy steps. Okay, I give you an over under of two hundred fifty steps before you need to take a break. Before you smoke break. <laughs> before, before you vaping. take a shot of whiskey. <laughs> I just go up with the the helmet with the two whiskey bottles in it and the straw. <laughs> So I'll be doing that, though. So That's if you're, cool. If you're and th- so wait, how did this come about? How did you get money to do this? You have to raise money to do it, correct? Yes, that is correct. They've been doing it for a few years, and I'm always out of town when this happens. How many people do you think do this? A lot. So it's going to be like a log jam, like Everest? Yeah. <laughs> people be, will be dying. Staring at somebody's I've, ass the I've, whole time. I've already got a Sherpa that's going to help me <laughs> go up. He's going to carry my garbage back down. Uh, th- what's funny is once I was in... Um, Sterling, Scotland, which is like where William Wallace is from. Uh-huh. And that's where they have a big castle. Tons of steps to get to the top. And they're straight up. And the woman in front of me was wearing a short skirt and no underwear. Ah, uh, yeah. Was, well, yeah, but it was like... <laughs> She's like, I'm going kill at rules. First you're like, at first you're like, wow, okay, that's intense. But then it's like, I have to, I have to <laughs> look at this for like probably like a 20-minute climb to the top. And you're just like... And there's a line behind me, and I'm just stuck in this, like, looking at this. You're like, no more! (laughs) No more! It was brutal, dude. It was tough. It was tough. You're like, she's farting now. (laughs) So where can they catch the Matt Baker comedy stunt show? Um, I'm around all week, and then I fly to Philadelphia and drive to Allentown, Pennsylvania, where I'll be performing at Cedar Crest College on Saturday, September 28th. 
I'm going to try and go to the Mutter Museum in yep. between that. Um, and yeah, so come on out. It's, it's free to anyone who wants to come. So if you're in the Allentown, Pennsylvania area, come on out. Check it out. And it will be uh, PG-17. So there will be some racy humor. I don't think PG-17 is a thing, isn't it? No. R, not... R is 17. Yeah, well, parental guidance up to 17. Okay. Right? That, I don't doesn't, know. It's not, that doesn't exist. <laughs> There's NC-17, which is no one, it, that's a step above R, that's no one under Yeah, that's what I was saying, it's PG, it's a step below R. No, R is restricted, so you have to be 17 yes. or older. R or, means there's content that or is with, appropriate for adults. Or with a parent or a guardian. So I could take my child into an R movie. Can you? Yep, but in NC-17, no one under 17. Gotcha. Huh. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I'm 37, <laughs> it's not my wheelhouse. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. Anyways, it's a step below R, but it is a little too uh, racy for... A little saucy for the nine-year-old? Yes, yes. So you can come out and check that out. Then that should be fun. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I fly out there or fly right back outside of the... Do the Mutter Museum, do the show, get the hell out of there. Yeah, you got to see the birthplace of Larry Fine of the Three Stooges. Oh, yeah? That's in Philly. Is it? Yeah. Well, There's not much to see there anymore. What is it? It's a bar now. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're a fan of the things that have been converted into a bar. Yes, and then the bar. When I went there, the bar was closed. I was like, "What?" I was so so bummed. All right, folks. Well, we want to thank you so much for listening. If you can, uh, shoot us an email: info at autonoffbeat.com. Rate us, share us, tell your friends about us, tell your enemies. Yeah, absolutely. So, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening and stay weird. Today's show is sponsored by Vegans. Don't know how to identify a vegan? Don't worry, they will tell you. 